am special guest Brendan Etter. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, alongside me, millions of miles away across the internet, is Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Maybe not millions of miles away. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that, but how are you doing, Dave? Oh, I'm doing good. I was just thinking, listening to the theme song, QSN, uh, I, last night I pulled out the guitar and for the first time since we wrote it, I actually played the theme song. Oh, nice. How like, did that go? It, it was great. It was awesome. It, I played it as if it was just like a song people play sitting around a campfire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the only problem was I actually on the record wrote, wrote the music and on the recording play that in like an open tuning and I picked up a guitar in a standard tuning. Um, but that's fine. It's a pretty basic song, so I was able to switch pretty uh, pretty quickly. By you, you, you were able to translate it to yeah. uh, standard tuning. That's good. In in, in nearly real time. Yeah, thank thank <laughs> thank goodness for everybody else in the room. Uh, so did you did you play this for people or just for yourself? Well, there was one other person in the room, but I was playing for myself. Was the one other person um, our occasional gear shed uh, contributor? Yep, it was our female gear shed product tester who also lives in my apartment. Okay, yeah. very good. Um, running partner. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, that's that's an exciting update. Um, yeah. So that's that's running related, although not running itself. Yes, you, it references running uh, several times in the lyrics. Um, so, how was your week in in other running? Week in other running. Well, week in other running was good. I I, I think I ran like maybe thirty something miles this week all on a treadmill though i've really wow. i gotta yeah i gotta get outside though i gotta get back outside maybe tomorrow i've been i've been really cranking up the incline every time i've been on a treadmill now to nice try to get myself something out of it and then i was doing some strides for speed and i ran a i ran a nice 10 mile hilly treadmill thing um those are pretty yeah it was pretty nice nice well i feel like a lot of my unsolicited running advice is is usually just centered around the theme of like going slower. Um, but I will say once you crank up to like 15 degrees on the tread and you try that at like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, 15 degrees, maybe, uh, maybe try it at like a five mile per hour pace, 12 minute mile. And and doing that, you, you're just kind of like, and do it for like 20 minutes straight. And that's, that's a, that's a nice little workout. Are you saying super slow? Are you saying the treadmill goes up to 15 degrees? <laughs> it I does. Haven't, I haven't, I don't think I got that high yet. Most, most standard ones go to 15. If you get, if you get lucky, you'll find some that go even higher. Okay. I'll test the limits of the one I've been using. I've been going to like eight. <laughs> well, but you're probably doing more traditional running uh, yeah, as opposed yeah. to the, the, the power hiking. No, um, yeah, I'm doing it in like an eight to ten mile run at a, a decent speed. I like constantly telling fast fast people to to slow down. Um, it's, it seems good life advice. <laughs> Just chill out, man. Slow down. Yeah, Where, what, you know, what's the hurry? <laughs> we categorize other things as running, and uh, you know, but that is actually. I mean, I guess. I mean, thirty miles. That's a solid week, by the way. I'd love to get back up for sort of during my training peak last year. I was I was pretty consistently clocking 30 plus miles and it felt great. And I was, I was running fast and this was like leading up to last year's race in October. Um, and I've declined like a bit since, since then. Um, but I'm trying yeah. to build the mileage back up a little bit right now. Yeah. I'm trying to do the same thing. Cause I'm, I'm 
looking towards maybe what kind of what kind of longer run race I might do this fall, what kind of marathon I might do. So nice. that's the case I got to start running. Um, but yeah, how was your weekend running? Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was back to just sort of a pretty regular average week of running. Um, got out the past three days, which was good. I'd say I'd give, give some points for consistency. Um, still not getting out for quite as, I mean, I'm measuring primarily in time, but I'd like to get out for more like 90 minute runs. I, even like hour 15, a lot of times it's closer to 45. Sometimes I'll get up to an hour, but I've noticed there's a pretty big difference in like that extra 15 minutes. You can, you can clip a couple more miles and, um, and, and, and that adds up right over the course of weeks. So, Oh yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, pretty, pretty uneventful. I'd say my mindset has been shifting and I, I am trying to embrace, uh, slower paces and like just being totally okay with that and and trying to just run much more by feel i'm trying to take a page out of uh out of your soul running playbook and uh, uh and try to just stop worrying about the stats for for a little bit because i think um i think there's a they, they there's a they can get they can get toxic um interesting uh, yeah that's yeah. chapter five out of my not yet published and not yet written book about running. <laughs> yeah. Don't even, don't even think about it. Just, just yeah, go. Just, just go. But I mean, there's something to be said for that. Cause I had like decent runs and like you, and again, it, you're, you're always kind of like, I don't know, you're in your own head. So it's like, all right. Um, had two days and I'm like, Oh, well, I was actually like, you know, decently fast. Like that felt pretty good. And then I got yeah. out today and for whatever reason, just it wasn't there and i was like you know what i'm not going to push it and then like my legs are just just you know i don't know why they were as fatigued as they were based on not like significant running but i was just like all right i'm just i'm just taking it easy yeah that's fine like we say well you know one reason to do it is to have fun (laughs) yeah yeah no so i'm trying to center much more on that having fun enjoying being out in the woods as much as i can having that break having that time and uh and yeah, less concerned about, about pace. That's yeah. kind of like a focus right now. I've just been trying to get out there for longer runs. What, what you said about the difference between like maybe a 45 minute and an hour long run reminded mm-hmm. me a couple of days ago, I ran into some neighborhood friends, some, some, some of the boys from the neighborhood, um, <laughs> <laughs> adult, adult men. And we were talking about running, uh, but these were like, well, these were a mixed group of non-runners and, and, maybe less runners, do people do less running. And someone asked me about runner's high. <laughs> I, love mm-hmm. people, I love when people ask me about runner's high. They're like curious about it. <laughs> curious. You yeah. know, they, they've heard about this thing. Like I heard you can get high doing that. And uh, <laughs> what I, I usually say, like, I don't get a runner's high, like a real runner's high until about 7.35 miles. Nice. <laughs> That's like right about, like, I won't get, you don't get a runner's high at like four miles, right? Like no. five. You, you, no. I mean, yeah, and I don't even know exactly what the runner's high is. I think some people, it sounds like you and others can like more precisely pinpoint it. For me, I'll, I'll, I'll hit a point, which I think it is where I just feel so settled in and, and like, I don't know, like some people describe it as like the forever pace where it's just like, okay, it kind of clicks and you can just go and, and you're not, your legs aren't, you know, you're warmed up fully, your body's warm, you've still got, you know, um, you've still got a lot of like aerobic capacity and energy and like, you're just going and it just feels like fantastic. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I have a friend who I remember recently described it that way as you get locked into that good, like marathon pace where you just, you're in the middle and you just feel like you can run forever. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. But I, I can yeah. like remember certain runs. Like I mean, I've got that feeling a million times. But I can remember certain particular runs feeling that way. Like at my my twenty mile training run I did last spring, I felt that way, which is mm-hmm. probably a problem in that instance. I shouldn't have been running that far that day. Yeah. Uh, well, well and yeah. It's, I mean, that's and it's fun. It's cool when that happens. That's like a good, you know, good run. And uh, or last summer I ran to Rockaway Beach from the West Village in Manhattan, which is nice, pretty far. And if you look it up on the map, um, but yeah, I got and that that was a pretty hot day. It was a beach day, but uh, but yeah, I had that feeling at some point in the middle, just running through parts of Brooklyn that nobody runs through. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's probably a lot of documentation on runner's high and everything else out there, but I think part of our deal is just experiencing it anew for the first time. Like, you know, just describing it as opposed to really understanding it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Some things are just, you know, it's life. It's one of life's mysteries. Um, let's see. So I I don't know what, uh, any mailbag. I mean, I, I feel like we had a little, little mailbag chatter this week. Yeah. I, I got one mailbag letter. Um, Oh, okay. So I got a question about one of our favorite um, one of our favorite athletes here at the Power Motion Picnic Gower. Somebody wrote in and said, "Is Tom Bosworth's fastest walking mile faster than his fastest running mile?" Great question. It's a great question. Um, I think we will be able to answer it, but not right now. So yeah, we'll get the research team. We're, we'll get the interns working on that, and. Uh, or unless the mailbag can get the answer to us more quickly. There was also part B to that question where they asked, uh, they said, what about Tom Bombadil? Which I believe this is, this is the, the listener just monkeying around with us. The kids might say. <laughs> the kids might say. Yeah. I, um, uh, I, uh, I don't, it's what's that, that, that nice line. I don't understand the question and, and I refuse to answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand the question. Tom Bombadil is a character from, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Uh, which is, yeah, uh, who was in the book, but oh, that, the big, that, a big character that, in the Tom. book, yeah, yeah, but left out of the films. So most people seem to have forgotten about him. But yeah. Not me. Well, it's a good <laughs> reference. We appreciate it. We appreciate the reference, and, and, and it's a good, subtle dig at the films for leaving out best character. Yes. Well done. Well done, as always, uh, dear listener. Yeah. Um, How about you? Do you have a mailbag? Uh, I've, I've got just one. Okay. Um, and this, I guess, I mean, it's a little bit of a new segment, um, possible future sponsor. Uh, this is from uh, Eat Bobos, uh, the band Bobos, um, and had sort of tagged them in a story. And Did you say the, they, the band Bobos? <laughs> the, the, the brand. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the Oat Bars. The oat, uh, yeah, not to, to be confused with the, the Oat Band Bobos. <laughs> yeah, or the band Eat Bobos. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so took a went out on a whim uh, or a limb. Uh, took a whim. I don't know. On a whim, uh, you went out on a limb. Yes, thank you, Dave. Sure. Um, we so we had discussed last time if we could get Tom Bosworth to the community mile, and Tom Bosworth would agree to walk something in the range of his world record five thirty one oh eight and beat everybody else running as hard as they could there. That I think you said that would be your favorite outcome. Yeah, um, I would love that which I, and I'm sure many others agreed that would be, that would be incredible. Um, and so on a whim, uh, reached out to Bobo's possible future sponsor to see if they might be interested in flying Tom in and mailbag. We got back says, Hey there, we unfortunately need to pass right now. 
but thank you for reaching out. Well, and thank you, Bobos, for the polite response and for taking the time. To, there's, um, there's also a heart emoji. Oh, well, that that changes that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, well, then that upgrading them from possible future sponsor to likely future sponsor Bobos, if their body language is any indication. Yeah. Um, so we're we're, we're uh, the the dance has started. Um, yeah. Uh, the courtship. Um, so yeah, that's I think that's I think that's what I have for this week. Um, wow, what a week! Uh, and then most excitingly this week, I guess maybe we should probably get right to it. Is we had a, a very special guest join us on Pod, um, as our listeners might already know from hearing the the intro song. Um, popular musician and popular runner Brendan Etter joined us. Brendan Etter. Um, yeah, just a fabulous guest, uh, jumped right in, shared a lot of insights about running, um, music and, and we just had a great time talking with him. Yeah. Great conversation. And, uh, I think everyone else will enjoy it as well. And I guess maybe we should go there now. This is the power picnic hour. That's something I learned from Mark Mayer and you just start the, the thing rolling before, uh, before anyone realizes that it's actually part of the interview. You just kind of jump in at some point. That's what people like, I think. You people find a like sexy to, spot to like. Yeah, to they like want. Well, people want to feel like, <laughs> like they're keeping toms. Really, that's what it boils down to. Is that people are are uh, perverse in that way. Um, but we're you know we're here to serve the people. I think right. That's yeah. I mean that we we try to we try to do that. And uh, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I put this down as a, a tax write off. So I think it is a public service. <laughs> um, I guess one tradition that we should probably make sure to do because i don't know if you've listened to uh an episode but we at the we have a little theme song and then there's a part where the special guest will will say their name so you can uh go ahead and introduce yourself and if you want to say a little bit about who you are that's that's fine too or you can just say your name cool um yeah my name's brendan etter um and i lead a group called the brendan etter ensemble super creative name but yeah thanks for having me well it's a it's a privilege to have you and you've confirmed that we have indeed been saying your name incorrectly um as brendan eater but it is uh fantastic to have you here brendan and um so we did this all i guess started uh last week was it last week dave or two weeks ago had sort of made a playlist for dave to try a running workout to and i threw in one of your tracks um brendan Netter ensemble Overgrown Garden off Cape Cod Cottage. Which I love to, to run to, but I also acknowledge I have a little bit of a weird taste in, in running uh, music. And so I thought maybe that would throw Dave off. The rest of it was a little bit more upbeat. And I think I shared the playlist with you, but it turned out that was the, his favorite song of the 14. Um, yeah, as I said on that episode, though, it was Trevor made me a 14 song playlist full of 13 artists that I was not familiar with. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was a great, yeah, and I was doing a strides for speed, whatever interval workout. Uh, and it was great. And he asked how I like the playlist. And yeah, your your track that he included, I said, uh, I brought up first as my favorite track. No kidding. So, song of the week so, yeah yes. it became song of the week so thank you for that thank um, you and it was but it was i guess kind of funny because um like trevor said it, it it was different from every other song in the playlist everything else was probably a little more high energy 
high tempo. Um, probably what I think of as traditional running music. <laughs> we've we've heard from some people that they like to run to music at a certain like beat that sort of matches their cadence. But I don't know. What what do you like to run to? That's funny. I always get self conscious when I'm even when I'm walking or if I'm running and I happen to hear music around me being played like through speakers and I feel like self-conscious my body is starting to sync up to the beat of the rhythm or I'll uh -huh. notice when my feet overlap at least and hit on the tempo yeah. and I'll interesting I'll feel like people will look at me and they'll think that I'm like <laughs> so rocking and confident that I I just like <laughs> adjusted my stride or my temp my, my pace to to match the beat of whatever music they're playing which is usually like blaring loud whatever you know so yeah. that guy he's funny. unnaturally sensitive to the to the tempo <laughs> but it, i don't know have you ever experienced that i wonder if your listeners have too that sort of sensation of locking into tempos when you're walking or running i guess and at any i have i mean i, I think i'm i'm pretty sensitive to that stuff maybe that's a, maybe it's a musician thing but maybe it's a runner thing i feel like i go further back even than running that when i was a kid if i was in the car on a long trip and i would like watch the windshield wipers or listen to oh, them yeah, that's for good, the moment yeah. that they would sync up <laughs> with the, and they would, yeah, they would, but they, the windshield wipers then would of course never satisfy you and they would unsync immediately. Yeah. But to, yeah, to answer your question, I haven't been running, <laughs> listening to music um, for a while. It oddly, I, when I got AirPods, I, I which was a kind of a game changer because the, the string, you know, or the, uh, the, the wired, uh, ear yeah, phones the, the, the tangle, wire, yeah. they'd catch on shit or they fall out and they sounded like shit whatever the airpods were a game changer and then but then i kind of just stopped using them when i run and i just don't listen to music when i run or anything nice mostly what type of running do you do you like to do it sounds like you're running outside primarily you're running yeah out, out and so you live in los angeles and you're are you running around 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 your neighborhood or where, yeah. where do you go yeah, I don't have to drive anywhere to run and like I have great options over here. So I, my part where I'm in an Echo Park, my neighborhood, like if I walk behind into the neighborhood where I live, basically in a certain direction, I hit uh, about at about half a mile or so, I get to the Silver Lake Reservoir, which is a large, beautiful reservoir with, you know, uh, dirt path, you know, going around it. Um, so that's a really good spot. I'll, and, but I just, yeah, I like running around my neighborhood, um, towards there or to there and around it. Um, but I also have the Echo Park Lake near me, which is a popular destination, a little too busy, you know, people uh. changing directions, kids want, you know, and it's right by the freeway. So I, I steer clear of it pretty much for running, mm -hmm. except it's a good quick escape. And, and these are all walking distance or running distance. So I could walk out the door and just start running and like in like five minutes i'll be at this gorgeous lake you know that's a great that's downtown. a great part of la and um, i have a lesion park and then i'll shut up then i, I have no a no yeah no this is your episode above, <laughs> also so i can like where dodger stadium is there's this beautiful like it's like the biggest park in la except for maybe balboa park in the valley but that's a gorgeous um hilly spot so it's kind of hard to really keep running i do a hybrid um, huh. so especially cause it's really hilly around here, I'll mm -hmm. walk and warm up like that and like kind of hike fat, hard, you know, up these yeah. hills. It's crazy. And then I'll get to spots and I'll, I'll run, you know, and then I'll take a break. 
yeah. I never I never really run when I'm in LA. I actually so I, I know I know that part of LA pretty well because I usually stay with a friend who lives in Glassell Park, um, which is pretty close. Yeah, it's really um, close. That's super. But close. Yeah, he lives like he's like at the top of one of those. Oh yeah, you know, crazy hills. Uh, yeah, so you'd have to walk so, down the hill to get some. You walk for twenty minutes, and then you'd probably be at the LA River, and you could run around I, the LA River. I should. I always walk to the bottom of the hill to this place that sells uh, these chocolate covered bananas. Oh, that's not <laughs> not running friendly. No, no, but yeah, exactly. I, but I should probably walk down and run, and then reward myself at the end of the run with the banana. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like yeah, or, you a chocolate covered banana and a cigarette, boom. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> that's a classic California uh, lunch. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. We I, so I think Dave does a lot of urban running. I'm I'm more in the uh, the suburban uh, landscape outside of Boston. Dave's in New York, uh, right in Manhattan. Um, but even around, around me, like I'll do, I'll run from roads to, to get to trails. And then I'll do most of my time feeling like I'm escaping up in, uh, you know, as much in the woods as I can, as I can get, you know, it's 20 nice. miles outside Boston. We're not too remote, but it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of similar. And yeah, that hybrid style we've, we decided, I think pretty early on, we're only on, I don't know, episode 12 or something, but, um, I think this is 14. Is it 14? Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's all running to us. So like that fast hiking is like one of my favorite parts of like the type of running that I do. So it's cool that that you're doing some of that too. Yeah, yeah. And is do you do you feel like running up? My friend said running up hills. I like running, charging up hills too. And mm -hmm. it's weird. I get this urge when I hit, especially like short hills, like when I'm in Elysian Park or something. There's some of the hills are more modest. One of them is like pretty brutal to you know run mm -hmm. up the whole way. I've seen people do it. Um, not for me, but I do get this urge to like speed up when you want to get over a little hill. I like power up the little hills. It's weird. I like trying, I use it. It's like, yeah, I do, I do. a lot. Yeah. I, I was, I do a lot of New York road runners races in New York city. Um, like, you know, four miles, five K 10 K. And, uh, I feel like people slow down at the hills and that, that in those races, that makes me want to speed up at the hills. Right. <laughs> That I don't I don't know if it's a competitive thing though. I don't know if I would do it if I do that when I'm just running a hill and no one's there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> I I'll test it. To... I'll test it out. I, I like to I like to do it. Um, yeah, I, I'd say like because when you're running on uphills, downhills, varied terrain, some of it there might 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 be like rocky or rooty. Um, you're definitely not keeping a consistent pace like you would like running on flatter sort of smoother surface. Um, so yeah, I'll try to, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes I'll take a hill hard. Sometimes I'll try to get some, some sort of speed on the downhills and that feels good. But, um, but yeah, I, I love running like that sort of sometimes with a little hill too, it's easier if you're just like, all right, I'm just going to sprint this thing and yeah. get it over quickly. I like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that must be it. Um, Oh, running downhills is that like bad for you though? I think it's bad for your careful. knees. Right. <laughs> it, it it can take a it can take a toll. You want to be you want to save it. You don't want to do that like too much. But I think it is important to like get some of the muscular sort of. Um, it's like a different set yeah. of muscles. So you want to make sure you're doing some of that if downhill is part of like your running plans. Yeah, I'm always I'm like if I go down a hill. I just kind of like try and control the speed and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, whatever muscles I'm using here, I'm engaging and it's, yeah, it's a little unique compared to the rest of the run. And yeah, maybe that's going to help me 
down the road some yeah yeah well do you have some running goals so you like a little bit of hybrid-y stuff do you ever get like out north of la or anything like that into the into some of the mountains or what what what, what type of goals do you have in terms of your running uh it's purely like i need to get out of the house like every day and get outside i love my neighborhood so i have like no ambition to run anywhere else unless unless i happen to be in that place so I yeah, That's cool. I never feel the reason to leave. I have just like good options around here. I like. I have routines. yeah. I have that same problem. <laughs> I live I live near the Hudson River, and it's like Ooh, amazing to run by. Yeah. So like, but I don't even motivate often to go run enough in Central Park, which is also very close. Um, but I should do because <laughs> it's a good way to bring more hills into my running. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to be more motivated. If if I'm if I'm exercising, I'm I'm happy that I'm. I'm if you're, yeah. I mean, if you're just loving loving what you're doing. Like that's, that's, that's all that matters. Um, so maybe like, if you don't mind, we could shift a little bit. Cause I'm, I do want to ask you a bit about, um, Cape Cod cottage and, uh, Edward Blankman. So was Edward Blankman a runner, do you think, or can you tell us a little bit about the the story there? And uh... I never, th- I think he was never in great shape. He was just kind of naturally kind of thin, you know, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's what, that's how I imagine him. He was uh, a dentist. Is that yeah, right? He's a dentist. So he's on his feet a lot, you know. And for the for the listeners that might not be familiar with the full backstory, so this was an album you released with the ensemble in 2021. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so um yeah, I love the sort of concept behind it. If you can you describe that uh yes. for our listeners? Yeah, so the concept um or the story goes um there once upon a time there's i i made this character this dentist named edward blankman and what his story is is that he he was a hobbyist musician and just had just a very traditional kind of life where he you know did his dentist practice and loved his wife and all that and then he um his wife died kind of suddenly right when he was about to when he was retiring right when and they were going to move to cape cod so he ends up moving there without her to the you know and he buys this Wurlitzer electric upright piano and he has a tiac tape machine and he starts putting you know making music as like an amateur um and what happened to him is well so he was going through all this grief, but also this new chapter in his life and in a new environment. So there's a range of sort of emotion to the album, but the backstory is like this guy's, you know, in a difficult time, but also it's a like kind of a beautiful story, I, I feel like. And then he, the music's just him on his world tour, and he gets this idea to hire a local musicians in Boston. So he travels to Boston with his TAC tape machine. He, he had spent all this time making these charts and he scouts around and he finds these, these people in the Boston jazz scene. So this all in the seventies, by the way, sets up mm-hmm. a, a session and they record this. Then of course he, no one ever heard it. He died. And then now we've found the music. And yeah. the music and all of that <laughs> is, all of that is completely made all, up, correct? All made up, yeah. All the all photos and everything that I put together for the album and the whole story is all made up. And what, about, what about the picture, the, the cover? The, the oil painting's right behind me. 
Um, ah, and yeah. I can oh, I yeah. had my friend uh, Cody Berry d- uh, do the oil painting for the cover. I'm wondering if I should I if I should share this album with my dentist. Yeah, um, I, I. It hasn't even caught <laughs> caught on with the dental community yet, which is so well, my, sad. I don't know. My, I get it. Oh, uh, we'll we'll start with my my dentist is actually an old friend who I I played in a band with a long time ago. So he is a, a drummer, although, you know, ha- uh, hasn't performed in many years. But I remember when he was in dental school. This is funny. I, di- I didn't think about this. Um, I visited him in Cape Cod. This is because he was oh, doing wow. Like a- this is going to yeah, get he- home for him. He- yeah, this is like realer than it should be. He was doing a dental rotation, I guess. You know, they put you uh, a residency, I guess, uh, somewhere in Cape Cod. Um, wow. And so I visited him at the little house he was renting for the summer. And also... He's also he's actually he's a good visual artist. He was taking a watercolor painting class that summer, and he had like these watercolors that he he was that he had done all over the house. What's crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was really really cool. Yeah, so he showed up at his place and he was, you know, maybe you should to make it. To... <laughs> maybe you should make it like he discovers the Cape Cod ha- al- album, the Cape Cod Cottage album. Ugh. He discovers it. So you don't like implicitly give it to him and suggest yeah. it. You like plant the seed somehow. So he's like, oh, what is this? Maybe you can I get love, him to think it's yeah. real. I love that. And then There's, through this project of planting the album, you know, somewhere like in, in his house, <laughs> like in between rolls of toilet paper <laughs> in his bathroom, the CD copy, we're going to find out whether he's a listener to this podcast or not. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Which you, then, that's true. I'd say, I'd say 50, 50. 50 50 yeah for sure yeah he's also a runner and he commutes to the city so there's plenty of time for podcasts in his life i think that's true yeah it's okay if he doesn't listen you know yeah it's better no it's better if he doesn't because then we can have him discover the album on his own right right have you guys run to uh cape cod cottage i'm i probably like listened to it when i was working on it the mixes or something Mm -hmm. maybe but not and you said you don't. You're not really running to music much, not much. anyway. Is it? Yeah, like I don't know. Like, or I feel like the the AirPods is that bad? It's fine. I only it's listen fine, to. Right? I only listen when I'm running. If I'm on a treadmill, if I'm outside, um, I just run to the sounds of of nature. I run to the birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah same. I, yeah. I like I've heard. Yeah, I've heard you. You, if, especially if you're in the city or something, you probably want to have pretty good. You know. Uh, you want to be able to hear your surroundings like pretty clearly. I, I think it might be like a little unsafe if you're like yeah, blasting music. You're too, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, having a really nice running experience listening to um, actually a Philip Glass piece. Mm. Um, not an aggressive one. Uh, God, I forget which one from the Glass works. It's really pretty. It's, it's like just drop dead gorgeous. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I like, I like I listening to that kind of it. stuff. Just the the sort of like minimalism a decent amount of like space and uh um because because yeah unlike sort of what we were talking about earlier with the the tempo and kind of locking into that i, I kind of like the passage of time and sort of using yeah that it, type it, of music to help kinda, like expand it a little bit you know yeah yeah maybe it makes it almost yeah more pleasant like if the more like aggressive or quick the music is maybe uh it makes you feel like um time is passing slower or like there's more like i don't know you get more anxious or something and you can kind of trick your body more into just like basically doing a better job at enduring like a good run 
with yeah. something more ambient or open, yeah well, well trevor open. runs to like you run to like really ambient stuff right like i guess like not all the time but but yeah it's certainly some sometimes and for longer runs definitely um where you really get into the 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 slog and a lot of you know stuff that to the outsider might not resemble running uh, much much sort of faster walking and hiking and pushing uh, the limits of how slow you can run just trying to take <laughs> oh, the next step yeah. yeah i'm not a very I, slow runner you're fat how yeah what kind of distances I don't, do you do i don't do a lot um i you guys sound like you probably run like way more pro than me um probably not probably not we are I, very, uh, not, I try not to run a mile we're very mid, we're very middle of the road middle of the, <laughs> middle of the road yeah <laughs> recently at least um i've been just i run a mile like and i because i got one of the apple watches because i got a new mm -hmm. computer and they gave me a coupon so i got an apple watch so now nice. i can see how fast i roughly i guess i'm running a mile i don't know if how well the gps is working in my neighborhood but <laughs> anyway so i look at the thing and i'm like trying to book it so i can get fa be fast that's my mm -hmm. new thing so i'm trying to do like a fast mile and then if i'm I don't know, maybe a couple times I've done it, so I just go straight two miles, like pretty fast mm -hmm. on the first one at least. Um and but that's kind of it. Like I kind of like a two mile ish of running straight. But then it, the hybrid thing, I'll end up being out for five, six miles nice. traveling around and some of it'll run, some of it'll hike, some of it'll walk. Yeah. That's, Recently that's it's the, the quick mile. Like and then and yeah. then and then I'll have to start walking because I feel like my body will just be like I'm still not <laughs> I, like it's not like in the best shape or something. It's um, it's hard to sustain like a fast effort like that. Um, we've yeah. recently got into the idea of fast miles though, actually, because yeah, we do usually run a bit longer. I did my first marathon in in uh, May, and Trevor Trevor does these. I don't know what 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 they're called <laughs> it's like marathon-ish things in the mountains damn so what would how, you call how, so yeah. how long are you t talking about running straight without stopping basically well three to, just to seven remember miles? remember running is a very broad spectrum of of ambulation um like hours like the longest ones are like between eight and ten hours and <gasps> hours trying to just keep moving <laughs> For most of it, like so you're doing, a lot of it. So when you're getting really low on juice, you're doing like a weird run. You're eating weird. He's stuff. eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating. He's eating out there, trying to take in calories. Once you get over like two or three hours, you, you need to take in calories as you're doing this stuff. You seriously do that? Yeah, Eight not like a lot, runs? and like it's. I do it a, a few times a year. I'll try to plan. Like oh this year, I've got God. sort of two sort of bigger ones that I'm pretty excited about. Um. Holy our first yeah. guest, our first guest on this show, has done multiple hundred mile races, oh and my uh, God. and during that, and he was talking about, yeah, no, I during that interview, I learned about how how far you can actually run, <laughs> or people do, and apparently there's 250 mile races, and that's when I learned that that kind of running and that kind of race distance involves a portion of your run where you're actually not running but you're laying down and sleeping <laughs> yeah yeah right right yeah like they do if you're going if you're going to run 250 miles you have to take a break right yeah, yeah it's like do, do you take a few two-hour breaks or do you take one like four or five hour break i am granted Damn, i haven't done anything i haven't done anything <laughs> remotely close to that but but, but eight aware, hours we're aware is of insane it. yeah um, it's crazy hell? you're crazy <laughs> It's like a it's like a long day of hiking. What's your normal like, like 
so that's the thing my normal is just what you were describing five or six miles a little bit of hybrid yeah um if i can get more time i'll go out longer like 90 minutes and maybe yeah you know that's i I love it when i could do that more frequently but sometimes it's just it's busy you know you can only get out for 45 minutes an hour or something like that but um but yeah. yeah, don't 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 like get us wrong. We are like in this world of of that type of running. I'm very very average. Uh, oh well, to, I, I, you, yeah. you know I don't mind if someone's a extreme runner and, and I'm I've, I've, I, yeah, that's a good that's my motto. Um, I, I've also you I've only your... run <laughs> yeah I've I've only run twenty miles or farther twice. So that's crazy I don't, though. I don't even yeah. go that far. I ran the longest I ran this week was I did a ten mile, but. Wow, I mean yeah. that's good. That's a good distance. I need to. I, I need to push myself harder. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go backpacking next week for like three days at like ten thousand nice. feet and yeah. stuff like that. You know, um, so, so I bet when I get back from that, I'm gonna be like, all right, I yeah, like my. What, I feel like my endurance, like I don't push it too much lately, and I just kind of get it out, get out, do it, and like I'm not challenging myself too much. And also, my my lower back gets stiff because I'm not like yeah. I'm like hanging out watching TV at night and like putting my feet up <laughs> on my desk, like in weird yeah. ways. Like I do that. And my, it's really my lower back will get stiff, and that'll like bug well, me sometimes. Like that's so, happening right now. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, yeah, my back is pain all the time, and now, yeah, now that we've drawn attention yeah. to it, I'm thinking about it. Oh, so sorry. Um, so when you go backpacking, you're going to have like, I don't know, a 30, 40 pound backpack, I'm guessing something yeah. like that. Just, just imagine moving over the same terrain with just much lighter rig. Like you don't have any sleeping stuff. You and just have basically running. water and water and food. And, and that's, uh, that's kind of the type of running that, that like, if you're interested, if you're curious about that, just imagine losing the 40 pounds and you can yeah. just go a lot faster. Oh yeah, Totally. No, um, that's what I like about Elysian Park here. It's like you're trail running, you know. Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. You, it seemed like there's you were stuff sort of around like you break stuff. your ankle if you you know aren't looking and like you you know right, like right. the terrain is kind of engaging. Is know? Elysian Park that's the one right by Dodger Stadium? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> I went. To, I went to a Dodgers game last time I was in LA. It was awesome. Oh yeah. I'd, cool. I'd never been before, so. I I, I hardly ever go. It's like right. You can like see it. Yeah, like almost see it. You turn around and like glance out your window. I gotta, Um, I I gotta run more next time I'm there instead of (laughs) spending so much time eating bananas. Yeah, get out, get well, hook up with Brendan and go go to Echo Park. Yeah, does sound perfect. I never run with people. Do you guys do that? Sometimes, yeah. uh, I run alone a lot, but I I do run with my girlfriend sometimes. And then it's hot. And then recently, yeah, that's why Uh, it's not like it doesn't make me fast or anything. And then. And then Trevor recently came to New York and we did a 5K together. Wow. We did do that. Yeah. But most of the time I'm running by myself. Um, for some of that bigger stuff, like the plan stuff, it's it's fun to have a friend. Um, the most recent one I did solo, that was kind of a cool experience. So, yeah, it's a mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet the yeah, long I, ones you want to have people or someone around. Yeah, you at least, yeah, you don't want to be die. like out completely by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't want to die. What um, happens when you you get that sunstroke that heat stroke and diarrhea at the same time. Yeah. Well, well this yeah. brings me back to, uh, our interview with popular runner, Jim Pergolese talking about one of his hundred mile races. <laughs> We're at mm-hmm. mile 80 something. He hallucinated an owl or he might not have hallucinated an owl. Oh. He, there's no way to know. Owls are typical, like paranormal thing. 
Yeah. So he could have been. Could have been a open, real owl. Open. His mind could have been open to the paranormal. He was just stuff. running down a path behind a flying owl for a while. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Eighty miles in. Okay. Yeah. I have to rely on his expert testimony because, like I said, I've never run anything close to that far. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard? This is like it's one of those those words that I just wish it was a different word, but it's a Swedish word, and it I think it's Swedish, and it describes like the idea of running by feel over the terrain and letting like letting it guide you. So like if you've got a hill and you're feeling fast and you want to go up fast, you do that. You kind of just it's like gathering the flow of like your environment. Um, and doing that is called fart licks. What? Fart licks. Fart licks? L-E-K-S, yes, but yes. You don't think that's funny? <laughs> trying, trying, <laughs> trying to trying to keep it together. Like I said, it's a foreign word. It's not the greatest word, but uh, yeah, it, wow, does, that's it so does cool. describe a beautiful type of running. I uh, totally do that, I feel like. That's kind of my vibe. Because I'll, I'll start got, to like, got, got a word for I'll it. start to sprintish kind of, you know, sometimes and I'll, I'll like play with it and like, I don't think about it unless I'm yeah. doing the timed thing, what I've been trying to do. It's, it's very Swedish of you. Fartlik. Very fartlik. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What a cool, yeah. That is a cool yeah. concept. I gotta look that it's a, up. It's a real thing. Um, so yeah, tell us what, what are you working on now in terms of your music? I released this album, uh, Therapy, in, in March. Still kind of trying to get that out, the word out on that, um, and figure out if I can play some shows, like, on the East Coast. Um, awesome. So I've had my band for, like, nine years my ensemble and i've just pretty much exclusively played here because i don't understand how it's possible for me to go on tour but i want to very bad oh. i need to to grow as an artist and keep mm -hmm. it sustainable and grow you know everything and uh so that's kind of where i'm my efforts have been lately like or like my energy is going towards like i'm gonna have to figure that out and um yeah, you should come. Yeah. You should come out east to the the jazz meccas of of New York and Boston. Actually, it's two of the best yeah. live jazz cities in the country, probably. Yeah, well, I'm coming out. I've um to New York uh, late October into early December, and I'm gonna. Oh. I'm trying to book something now. Like I'm just starting to like try and figure it out awesome. how to book a show or two. Yeah. Oh, that rules. We should we should talk off pod. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need help. You know. I need help. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm here. I. I I've been playing in New York for uh, oh geez, long I don't know, fifteen years, <laughs> long time. And I feel like every month someone's like, "Man, you really would do well in New York," or like, "New York is so you, man." You know, there's a lot of options. That's the good news, you know. So yeah, there'll be there's gonna be a place that's the right place for you. So that's exciting yeah. news for because we have a lot of listeners in New York, I think. So that's exciting news for them that they'll get to see the Brendan Eder Ensemble hopefully live sometime in the near future. Yeah, I did a show at this um, church in LA, produced this crazy concert, and um, it was like just all the stops out, and it was perfect. It sounded amazing. Awesome. And, oh, nice. And we didn't rehearse it until the day of, like at the venue. Like it's something I could do on the road, I think. It's hard. Do you have, is, but... it, 
is the ensemble the same people has no. been the same people for nine years oh no yeah it can change um cool. and i just i try and keep the same people if they're down you know yeah, it's hard yeah. yeah yeah they can't prioritize my my group above you know better paying gigs and you know whatever other things they might be that that are going on everybody's yeah. on their own journey <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> on, on some level yeah. Well, that's exciting news, though, and yeah, and then maybe maybe squeezing some runs when you're in New York as well. Yeah, yeah, my, and my my parents live in Kingston, New York. They have a row machine oh. too. That's oh fun. nice. I, I, I'm like the only one who uses it. Like I think Kingston's... my dad got it. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna. And then he didn't. Did you grow it. up there? Kingston's great. No, uh... I grew up in L.A., but my parents okay. moved uh, to there like six, seven years ago or something. Years ago, I was on a I was on a label that was half based in Austin. And half based in Kingston, New York. Oh, huh. <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, so I spent a little bit of time up there. Yeah, it's nice. It got really uh, popular during the pandemic. More young people. Yeah, when know. people wanted to get the hell out of New York, mm -hmm. I yeah. guess. Yeah, and the real estate, like it made a lot of sense for people. They missed out. Money. New York was a great place to be during the pandemic. It got real weird. Did a lot of great running. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. There, yeah. there wasn't much else to do, so I did a lot of laps around Manhattan. Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Ghost Town. Yeah. Wait, I wanted to squeeze in a, a oh, quick yeah. one more question about Cape Cod Cottage yeah. before because we are going to run out of time soon. So what what's your connection, if any, to Cape Cod and then to the, the Boston jazz scene, possibly? Uh, Cape related? Cod, um, growing up, uh, my family come to the East Coast sometimes because that's where both of my parents are originally from. And so they had friends that um, lived in Cape Cod for instance, or, uh, yeah, so we'd go there and there's this one guy in particular, um, this guy, George, and he had an old house in Wellfleet. So I really, ah. just, yeah, inspired me, I guess, a little bit when I was a kid. Cool. Yeah, so I kind of circled yeah, back. A, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool and beautiful place, uh, Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah, it is. And what about uh, any, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's it. And any any experience with the Boston jazz scene or Berkeley College of Music or any of that? Nothing. No, cool place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's going to cut us out, isn't it? Really it is going to soon. So I guess we should we should uh, end the show. But Brandon, thank you so much. For thanks for on. having me. It's been me. a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And on. yeah, we didn't have enough time to talk about uh, Mike Watt as much as we would have wanted, but there's always. <laughs> There's always the future. You're I'll come welcome. back. <laughs> Hell yeah. If someone drops Please out, do. just hit me up. I'm down. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Wow. Thanks again to Brendan Edder for joining us. What a great conversation. Yeah, really awesome. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, can't wait to see you on the East Coast. We're looking forward to that. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, can't wait to have you back. Yeah, so much good breaking news out of that uh, out of that segment. Um, not just a conversation about about music and running and and a few other tangents, um, but also yeah, breaking news about Brendan Edder Ensemble uh, coming to the the Northeast in the near future. I think it's really cool as 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 we're talking about this, and um, he was describing both his running and and his music. He's like a very locally centered person it seems like he just very happy in his neighborhood loves the neighborhood plays a vast majority of the shows i think for logistical and other reasons in the la area um and like yeah it was kind of cool how how much he just enjoys where he is um I thought yeah that was, that was very cool 
Yeah, I mean, despite how incredibly different Echo Park is from <laughs> the West Village in Manhattan, actually, I think, and I have kind of a similar thing going on where we both live in kind of cool neighborhoods that we love, yeah. <laughs> and we love, and we love running in our neighborhoods. And um, so, why why change it? Yeah, um, I think that's really cool. So, um, one question I should have asked him was: every now and then, I get the impulse of like, should I move to LA? I wonder if he ever gets that about New York. I don't think LA people get that. I feel like. I feel like LA and New York people do that like respectively. Um, I feel like it's a fairly common thing. Yeah. They're, they're just very opposite, but, um, but there's a similar appeal to LA and New York, um, despite how incredibly different they are. <laughs> I mean, they're both very large and, and with that comes like a certain amount of, I don't know, like freedom or something like there's just, you know, you yeah. see everybody uh, in in LA, and you see everybody in New York. You don't necessarily see that in in a lot of places. Like yeah. there's just much more like diversity. Yeah, and they're both uh, they're both not provincial. What's the opposite of that? You know. Yeah, they're both they're both very. Uh, uh, yeah, the opposite of that. Yeah, whatever the opposite of provincial is, Rome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, All roads lead to uh, New York uh, or LA. Uh, cultured. Um, or something i don't know well anyway yeah we'll, we'll we'll rely on our listeners to help us with that one as always um and yeah i think i think uh i think we are probably just about running out of time uh which is one of our favorite catchphrases here on the power motion picnic hour but an exciting week and uh yeah until next time onward Special guest. Super creative name. This is the Power Mo.